And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome back to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention. I'm Zach Harper. We got Mike Smith producing. Coming up on the show, Fear the Deer, Denver Board or Slipping, Second pick in the draft debate, DPOY Discourse, and Delo Stain. I also want to welcome those of you watching on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Just search The Athletic NBA Show, or you're on YouTube. Just click the damn account and hit subscribe. It's not that hard. And subscribe to The Bounce, a free NBA newsletter from The Athletic daily. Sign up at theathletic.com slash bounce. Today is March 16th. National Barbecue Day. Jay, what is your favorite go-to barbecue food? Brisket. I'm yeah, a brisket man. Love a brisket. Brisket. Absolutely oh, love a brisket. Marcus? That is the most white people answer of all time. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Black ribs. Brisket. Yeah, I love yeah, ribs too. Ribs are great too. Give everybody eat brisket, but go-to? I don't mind. I like. I don't like eating ribs in front of people because I really want to get into it. You know. I like. There's. There's a lot of mess. There's a lot. It's not an insecurity. It's that I want. I want to live in the moment by myself. I don't want other people around. That's a. That's a me time. Nobody eats brisket by themselves. Nobody. The the Celtics media room has. The best brisket. There's one that's there's not a chance that the Boston it's, Celtics make the best brisket. It's amazing Two, brisket. Hey, Boston Celtics food now is I'm top on, shelf though. Listen, now I'm on Marcus' right. side. Listen to Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, I was at a barbecue place two nights ago. Black guy ordered the brisket. How about that? Black people eat brisket. I'm just saying go to though for barbecue. Nobody's saying brisket. I don't know. You said it was white. Go to like hey, if I got now one. If I got one barbecue thing to eat, I'm getting brisket. I don't know about that, buddy. All right, let's get to our two contestants. <laughs> In this corner, the most braggadocious Beantown bench warmer on a college team that went two and twenty-one. He rides Celtics, he reps Kings, and he loves white college basketball players. This is his weekend. Ride with him on Peloton at the Kid, the God. It's Jay Sacramento King. Jay. What's the balance of NCAA tournament versus NBA you're going to watch over the next four days? I will watch the Celtics because I'm contractually obligated to watch the Celtics. <laughs> you can't just let Jared take but that for a couple of days. Other than that, it's all NCAA tournament. Yeah, I will be watching from noon till the end of the last game. I will I, watch every second of every single game. I'll have multiple screens. It's a holiday. It is the two, two best days of the year, Thursday and Friday, the NCAA tournament. I've watched uh, way more French League basketball this year than I have college basketball, so I'm excited to dive into it and learn who these guys are. And in this corner, the most versatile media member the Bay Area has ever seen. Three books, long titles. Find them in bookstores. 
the friend from Frisco, the bro from Berkeley, the sauce in Sausalito, the media in Alameda, the AO in Vallejo, the Petty in Petaluma, the OG from Oakland's Marcus S. Thompson. Marcus, what are you, what is your balance of NCAA tournament versus NBA you're going to watch over the next four days? I will be watching 1% of NCAA. Whoa! That is a very brisket answer. No, oh, man. I Look, I don't like college basketball, but I like the tournament. Oh. You know? I like, I like the, the tournament. tournament later. I'll yeah. wait till later. I don't like oh, these early the, matches. When it's later, it bores me. I want the game after game after game. Once we get into like the Elite Eight, I'm good. I don't it's really bad, care who yeah. wins. It's just it's so much bad uh, basketball happening right now. Yeah, it, yo, it's, it's terrible awful basketball. basketball. Terrible awful basketball. basketball. I, oh I, once, I once had someone email my uh, the owner of my podcast and the advertisers on my podcast because I went on such a rant about the NCAA tournament or a, a rave, I guess. And I, I, in the middle of it, I was saying it's the best holiday. I said, fuck Christmas, fuck Easter. Wow. And fuck something else. Fuck Thanksgiving. But someone very religious was super offended by my defense of the NCAA tournament. All right, let me give you, let me so ask I thought you I'd this. repeat that here on this podcast too. Yeah. <laughs> fuck those holidays. I'm, I'm with you. Um, let me ask you this then before we get into it. If I give you NCAA opening weekend, right? March Madness, first four days, or conference championship games and the Super Bowl of the NFL, what are you taking? The NFL, easy. NCAA That's tournament. That's not even close. Yeah, I'm taking the NFL too. NCAA tournament. Really? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What yeah, if that, I, what? that, that Monmouth versus versus Duke game is riveting theater. I'm, I am a little uncomfortable. Oral Roberts any, any is going to give Duke hell. Anytime, anytime there's a uh, there's a college that has Commonwealth in the name, I just get, I get a little uneasy. A little. It's just the Commonwealth you is get not uneasy. A... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Banter is checked. Smelt, start the clock. Take one. Fear the deer. No. <laughs> Nobody's hotter than the Milwaukee Bucks. They just took a back-to-back in Sacramento and in Phoenix with Giannis absolutely dominating both games. 46-12-4 and against the Kings, 36-11-8 and against the Suns, and he took some of Torrey Craig's teeth with him. I don't know if he actually took them. I think Craig collected them as they came out of his mouth, but he he knocked them out. Bucks have now won 21 of their last 23 games. They're 17-4 and when Middleton and Giannis play together. They're the first team to clinch a playoff berth, the first team to 50 wins. They have a three-game lead on the Boston Celtics as of this recording, and people are finally, I say finally, waking up to the idea that Giannis is your MVP because he should be. So, Marcus, I ask you, I'm saying you can take the healthy Bucks or the field to win a championship. Who are you taking? Healthy Bucks. Healthy Bucks. I don't... Ooh, not the field. Yeah, not the field. Like, this... Here's the crazy part. These dudes are already champions, right? Like, they've mm-hmm. already done it. And you can tell by the way, like, they play. They have the switch they can flip. They've been the best team in the league, and they haven't been the best of themselves yet, right? They're still, like, messing around sometimes. They're right? like, just getting people back. And, and they're still, like, better than everybody else. I, I just think the way Brooke Lopez is anchoring that – defense in the middle 
and the addition of like Javon Carter giving them another pressure defender. Mm-hmm. Like you add that to Giannis, like they've got it was the, crazy. They, got the best they stopped. It was crazy they stopped playing Javon Carter against the Celtics last year. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. He's good, was, and he he's a he's a good shooter now. He's shooting better now. He's he's shooting the ball he's really consistently up in now. Transition, yeah. knocking yeah. down threes. I'm like, who the he hell shoots is some this? wild ones. Yeah, he does take yeah. wild shots. I he, think he he's been hanging out with Drew Holiday too much. If I'm well, being honest, I guess according to Eric Name, they want him to just like shoot the ball every time. Like they want him to be a high volume shooter. And you could tell because he 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 fires him. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Nah, he, well, Jay- he's he's in it though. He he's but but like, I mean, look, as you always say, if a big man runs the floor and rebounds, like you gotta feed him. He gets his, like I feel like if you pressure dudes full court, you get to shoot. You get you get to chuck yeah, a couple. You get to let, you know, you get, you get to you let get it a fly. Few, you know, Jay Jay chuck him, and he don't even pressure anybody on defense, and he can't even shoot. Yep. Come on, man. I could absolutely shoot. That's the one thing I've got. The one There's thing no I've way. got. There's so no the way. dribble, I could pass too, but I didn't I didn't like to pass. You've only sent us highlights of you passing. You've only that's sent us highlights. And we don't that's care about what, what am I going to do? Send you highlights of me shooting standstill threes? <laughs> are you <laughs> wait, are you are you shooting them like Carl Anthony Towns like no jump just on the ground <laughs> flat-footed, let it go? I mean, if, I'm waiting. I'm, I, I wait for I the. Really I wait to see. Uh, I wait to see Jay on Instagram posing with Lethal Shooter. Oh God, yeah. No, Jay doesn't have the clout to get in there yet, but Jay will someday. Damn, you gotta, you gotta have a I, lot of. Cl- I think I could. I think I could get a. a that's, sit down no, that's more a commentary on him. With lethal Shooter. Uh, Jay, I give you the healthy bucks or the field. Who are you taking for the title? The field, definitely the field, and and, and that's. Like the Bucks would be my favorite. They're absolutely my favorite, but they're not so head and shoulders above everybody else that I wouldn't take all the other guys. Um, I don't know, man. They're pretty fucking good. But okay, what about the Suns? Like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. When whenever Kevin Durant gets back, what about the Celtics who have been yeah Celtics pretty lackadaisical really lately, but yeah are really good. What about like? Like, there's just a lot that could happen in a, a playoff run. So I'm taking the field. But th- they are the favorite. They have established themselves as a favorite. And not only that, they're the hungriest team right now by far among the real contenders. Like, the, the Nuggets just kind of, they're dancing around doing nothing. The Celtics are just dropping games to sh- bad teams and blowing leads left and right. And everyone else is struggling with, like, being – up for 82 games and the Bucks are just kicking everyone's ass. Just because Giannis is Marcus Giannis is a psychopath. I don't think you're allowed to, to yeah he's the MVP. I don't think you're allowed to like not approach the season in that way. We know the Bucks have had to scale back stuff to kind of to kind of you know manage the flow of the season better and by the way we found out the other night Brooke Lopez still a psychopath. <laughs> Still, he, got so he, out, he did get choked he got, out by Trey Lyles, though. Trey Lyles got one game for choking him, out a man, and then he dog walked him wherever the hell he wants. Sabonis is in there; he's moving like no one could stop. Hey, Sabonis the other night. Sabonis was hanging on Lopez's arm like I used to hang on my uncle's arm as a kid. With it, would like, yeah, it looked like it looked like JVG on Alonzo Mourning's <laughs> leg. Like it was just Sabonis was like holding on for dear life. Is, 6'11", 250, and would look like a, on the, <laughs> above the, the ground. The Lopez like twins are crazy, nuts, though. Like, you don't think they're crazy because oh, they're no, no, like quirky no, and funny yeah. and stuff, but they're no, crazy. Man. 
I've always imagined them fighting, Robin and Brooke fighting each other. It it looks like those videos where giraffes are fighting. That's what I've always imagined it. Have you ever seen giraffes fight? It's nuts. Google that not, right I gotta now. go see giraffe. Oh gonna, my god. I'm gonna pull that up right now. Oh my I'm god. Gonna, I'm gonna insane. react live. It's insane. Okay. All right. You do that. We'll move on to the next next subject. Take two. Rocky Mountain, huh? Speaking of teams at the top of their conference, Denver Nuggets have run away with the top seed in the West. They have 13 games left to play, four-game lead on the two-seed Grizzlies, who don't have their top player anytime soon. And their MVP candidate has already been given the trophy by a lot of online people. There's just one thing about their impressive 46-23 and 23 record. They were recently 46-19. and 19. And for those of you at home not wanting to do the math, They've lost four straight games. Chicago beat the Nuggets by 21 a few days ago. The Spurs and the Nets ruined the Jokic perfect, rep- perfect record with a triple-double this season in consecutive games. Tuesday night, their fourth straight loss came by the way of Toronto. Three straight opponents have scored 122-plus on them. Jay is laughing because he's Yo, watching Giraffe's fight right now. <laughs> giraffe fighting is crazy. They just whack each other with their necks. Like, yeah, this is necks. nuts. That's how I imagine the Lopez brothers fighting. <laughs> Denver has slipped from 12th to 18th on defense during this stretch. They have four more road games until they get home. Mike Malone said, quote, Maybe we've gotten a little soft with success. We've been on cruise control for so long. Number one in the West since like <laughs> December 15. I told our players we've gotten away from who we are. So, Jay, are you concerned with Denver? Or is this just a pointless stretch of the season? First, you just opened up an entirely new world for me. Giraffe's Gir- yeah, fighting is nuts, wild. They don't it's even nuts. fight. They just keep hitting each other with their necks. Like, yeah. like th- they can't even really hurt each other. It's like the slap other, contest where they take turns, <laughs> yeah. right? Just... <laughs> Uh, what a new world uh anyway the nuggets no there's no concern beyond the concern i already had well because one more thing let me add jamal murray does not look healthy right now yeah a lot of minutes that's 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 concerning but like these are it it was four like meaningless games they are Mm -hmm. going to win the number one seed they are they know that and these were not games to get up for. It was not quality opponents. It, it was not like they just laid a dud in a, a a big game or anything like that. They just, they're finding it tough to get up for meaningless games right now, which I think a lot of people do. And they've already, if they hadn't gotten the one seed, this would maybe be a little concerning. Um, the real concern is like the same as they've always been. Can Jokic hold up defensively? against the very best offenses in the playoffs. Can Jamal Murray be at the highest level in the playoffs? Can Mm -hmm. Michael Porter Jr. defend? Like That's the stuff they have to worry about, not whether they beat the Chicago Bulls and Toronto Raptors in mid-March. Marcus, are you worried about the Denver Nuggets at all? Yeah, no, I agree with Jay. I don't think this is a big deal outside of the issues they already have. Like if they won these games, the same issues would still be there. Uh to like th- they have so much pressure to win at home because they're not a good road team because you got to be a good defensive team to play on the road. Like of the 40 win teams, there are like uh two with losing records, right? Mm-hmm. T- two teams we don't think will win a championship, right? Cleveland and Memphis. Uh good teams, but you know, th- there's a ceiling on them. And then Denver's 500. Like, you're the best team in the West yeah. and you're 500 on the road. It's like, to me, that's that's a big concern. Can they play enough defense to win the road? Otherwise, they just cannot lose at home. 
it just can't happen. They lose at home. That might be the series for them. So to me, that's <laughs> yeah, a that, if that's they a lose ga- if they lose game one in a series, Bruh, like- <laughs> do they panic? Do they feel confident? Like, oh, we'll go get one, or is it? Oh, here come the same old demons again. They're still the class of the West, right? They're still the best team. They 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 have the best player in the West, uh, or who is having the best season. And you know, we'll see how it shakes out in the playoffs. But uh, I mean. Like they they got they they're getting the best punches from people who are like trying to prove that they should be, you know, replaced by a second round pick right now. <laughs> like <laughs> they're fighting for their careers out here yeah. while the Nuggets are yeah. This, uh, this Spur, uh, Spurs are feisty lately too. Let's be you honest. know what I'm saying. What's going Spurs on with the Spurs? Are, all of a sudden, got four wins in like the last two weeks. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? Now Pop you guys like care? out here. We about to replace you guys with two ways. <laughs> Mike Malone's comments were great though. Calling them soft, saying they're too developed softness or whatever, just just fantastic he, stuff. He's, he he, he wants gonna, to giraffe fight them. He they're gonna he, they're he gonna, wants to go after Jamal Murray and Jokic with his giraffe neck. They're gonna beat they're gonna beat like OKC in the first round in like five games, and Mike Malone's gonna be like, no one believes in us, and here we are as the one seed beating the eight, beating the Thunder team that we weren't sure was gonna be serious at all. The Thunder are legit. They will be. They're a good defensive team. They're a good defense. Like that's a good team. Jalen Williams, the the wing one, the wing Jalen Williams is really good. He's that guy's awesome. A yeah. stud. He would have been their best rookie regardless this year. All right, let's take a quick break, fellas. After the break, we discuss some true March Madness. More after this. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And we're back. Take three. Scoot over to third. We all know Victor Wembanyama is the grand prize for the first pick in the draft. The NBA app yesterday, or on Tuesday, I should say, uh, was just uh, just showing his practices. Just showing practices at this point. That's how nuts we are for Wembanyama. Few teams have tanked their balls off this season in hopes of landing the French big man. And all this time, we've just assumed Scoot Henderson is the easy pick slash consolation prize for the team that ends up with the second pick. Scoot has proven himself so much as an individual prospect that the G League is shutting him down for the final five games of the season because he's shown enough and the Ignite team is out of the playoff picture. So no sense in making sure the number two pick gets hurt, right? Well, not so fast, fellas. John Hollinger and Sam Vecini both wrote about the idea that Brandon Miller, despite some uh, very real off-court controversy this year, is making a push as the second pick in the draft. His position of play, his skill set, his development over the season... Has, le- has league executives buzzing about him as the potential second pick. So, Jay, I will ask you, do you think it's truly possible that Scoot is going to fall to the third pick in the NBA draft? Yes. Yes, it's absolutely possible. And it's not really 
because of anything he's done wrong. Like he had a productive season in the G League. It's just as people look at the best players in the league, the the guys who carry teams, non-shooting point guards just aren't aren't really those those guys right now. And mm-hmm. I think Scoot Henderson is going to be probably amazing. If he ever gets a jumper, he's going to be absolute hell because he is an absurd athlete. He knows how to play the game, all of that. He's a great, great prospect. But you look at Brandon Miller, and it's like, that's the guy everyone wants. That's the type of player everyone wants who can shoot threes and be 6'9 or 6'10 or whatever he is and guard everybody and just has the total all-around game. There's obviously the the off-the-court stuff, which seems weird to just not really I mean, to be fair, he has not been about. charged with anything. Like we, we. I mean, I, I guess it's just done. I don't really I, know if it's going to resurface. I don't know. I guess, and I'm sure NBA teams probably look at it like that. As sick as that is, uh, but I think it's definitely possible that that Brandon Miller, the way he's played and doing it for, I think it's the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's. Play- played well enough to to make that a real conversation marcus i will add this uh there was a report from draft express that brandon miller will go third in the in the draft to the san antonio spurs to which jordan crawford aka sizzle tweeted out spurs asked me in my meeting with them if what if we pick you and you go back to detroit and you get shot lol spurs ain't picking him <laughs> I love Jordan Crawford more Jordan than Crawford, anybody. Yeah. He's a great Twitter follower. Oh my god, he's nobody fantastic. really follows him. It's like him, how- him, and Vernon Maxwell are just two gems on Twitter. One one he's guy incredible. is what six. He's eight? sick to his stomach on Twitter yeah. that uh, Brand- Cam Brandon- Thomas fell out of the rotation. <laughs> Brandon Miller is like somewhere in the six eight to six ten range, probably by the time he's and Scoots done what, with his six one six two. Scoot's like a solid 6'3", I think, and he's built like a man. He's built like I think like he's 6'4", 6'5". He's like a... Wow, he's like a well, I think he's like 6'3". I think he's like 6'3". I think he's 6'3". Yeah, but he's built. Built like a bodybuilder. 6'2", yeah, I lied. I lied straight yeah. to your faces. <laughs> he, he, looks like like he, he looks tall as hell. Big. He looks I big as hell. Nah, yeah, he's he's built. They're gonna They're gonna... They can't resist six eight six two. They can't resist. That's how that's how GMs work. You know what's gonna happen? Brandon Miller's gonna go to combine and it's gonna mm-hmm. be like six eight and a quarter with no shoes. And he's gonna have like a forty inch vertical. They're gonna go crazy. Oh, and then they're, they're gonna, gonna love it, man. <laughs> they're, they're gonna, gonna draft gonna number two, right? And like, let's not act like any such off the court issue will actually be a deterrent. Nah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. It might even make them buy more. It might, buy, it might buy more on that because you know he's got a little desperation to him. Like we, yeah, yeah like. couple of wings back in uh, when was this? Twenty seventeen. Couple of wings who went before a six two guard. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, Luke Kennard, Malik Monk uh, went before six two guard Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they they Whoops. just. And, and that's what's gonna happen. Scoot's gonna what? measure at like a legit six two with like a six yeah. two wingspan, and they're gonna be like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. But then, but then don't forget, there's gonna be a point in his third year where they're like, wow, Scoot's six five now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're t- Before I could totally see it. Totally see it. And then he's got the exposure of the NCAA tournament, right? He has uh-huh. a great tournament. Co- 
couple of wings that went before another uh, smaller guard, not quite 6'2", but a smaller guard who was slight of build. Uh, Mario Hazonia, Stanley Johnson, Justice Winslow all went before Devin Booker. That's, we that's do how tend they to go. Valuable uh, stuff. I, need to read, I need to read a couple of Jordan Crawford tweets. Before, <laughs> of before course, we, yeah. Uh, no, we got time. Jordan <laughs> Crawford. I crawled so all the Boston guards could run after me. He's Hashtag Brad. ask Brad. Mm-hmm. In, I'm wait, African- wait, wait, Jay. You have to ask Brad this. Is this Jay Craw I, I 55? <laughs> yeah, Jay Craw yes. 55. I'm African American in Asia speaking Russian to a Rusky and she digging me. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Nas Reed over Buddy in Denver. Like he's just versatile on Twitter. Wow. He does it all. I mean, Nas Reed is Nas Reed's got a bag. He right? called he's Jokic good. Buddy in Denver. Just yeah. Buddy in Denver. <laughs> I'm all about it. Jordan Crawford. I love the idea that he was. I love the idea that he was watching DeAndre Jordan minutes as a backup big man. It was like, nah, get Nas Reed in there. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. Jordan Crawford is is the one of the greatest Twitter followers you can get right now. Coming up after the break, maybe more Jordan Crawford tweets, but definitely some defensive player of the year discourse right here on Point of Contention. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Take four. Let's get defensive. The DPOY award. Difficult to gauge for a lot of reasons. Defensive metrics suck and are pointless. Most people don't even know how to use defensive rating as a statistic. We're not always aware of schemes and strategies players are asked to deploy. And so Josh Robbins talked to David Aldrich and James Edwards III about this year's DPOY race for the athletic. Jaron Jackson Jr. is the front runner on most sports books for DPOY. He surged after a Reddit post claimed he had fake home stats, and everyone then watched it was like, wow, this guy's really good. <laughs> this guy's really, really good. Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Bam Adebayo have received a ton of attention for the award. So, Jay, let me ask you, how do you determine Defensive Player of the Year, and who would you vote for? Defensive Player of the Year is it's a tough one now because I do believe there is a huge difference between the type of defense that can win you games night after night in the regular season 
and the type of defense that is most Rudy valuable Gobert. once you get to the playoffs. Dream agree. Rudy Gobert was very deserving of his defensive player of the years, but everyone knew while he was that that he was going to get exposed and his flaws were going to matter in the playoffs. Um, so if I did have a vote, and I don't, I'm not important enough. I do. Um, <laughs> I, I would I would go. Actually, with, I don't know if I still have a vote. I had one last year. With the most impactful, versatile defender who can impact a game in every way. And for mm. a long time, that was Draymond to me. But now I think it's probably Bam. It's probably Bam. Uh, Jaron Jackson is amazing. Jaron Jackson blocks so many shots, but he fouls so often that yeah. it takes him off the court. It takes, it impacts his team. Um, and I, I just think Bam does a lot of what Jackson does, but also just doesn't have that. Marcus, what about you? How do you determine defensive player of the year and who would you vote for? Yeah, I like the dudes who can do more. Uh, I like the idea and you know this is clearly because i've watched like draymond green dominate for years like it's just so difficult to game plan against a guy like that who could mm -hmm. end up on your point guard or on your center uh i like bam for those reasons i actually think jaron jackson is the best defender but he's so unreliable in terms of staying on the court like getting him to play 30 minutes is a task yeah. and that's just not that's just not okay like it, it, it just really isn't we were talking to demichael cole hoops adjacent he was talking about what when they play when he plays over 30 minutes they're incredible when he plays 20 to 29 his numbers drop off dramatically <laughs> and he just can't stay on the court so yeah. to me like he's one of those guys who you throw him you switch him onto a point guard on a perimeter he's fine he protects the rim he's a good help side defender he just fouls too much, right? So, in that vein, I think he opens the door for some for like Bam, right? Like, but to me, like skill wise, the impact on the game, like he's the best defender right now. Like he can do the most things on defense. He just can't stay on the court. Uh, keep his hands to himself. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's it is like I get it in a sense. Like you're all over the place. You're active. You're gonna foul, but. My goodness, dude! You like he's he always in some, foul trouble. It's so frustrating. He has some of the worst fouls too. Like he just loses his brain. That's dude. the thing. He'll he'll brilliant play after brilliant play, and then does like then a dumb, dumb rookie yes, level like, foul. I'm like, what happened? What happened? And it's there? too. It's too bad that like we're talking about this instead of the absurd chase down blocks and like the amount of ground he can cover. Yeah. and all that. But it's like. The foul well, stuff matters. Like, I mean, we talked about this before. Like his ability to block a shot as it's coming out of someone's hand, that timing, like you don't really see that a lot. Like that's you that's know. pretty special defensive instincts and ability and understanding and IQ. Like the and he's been doing that since college. Of like he blocks a lot of shots as they're coming off the hand, not just like oh he went and got it in the air. Yeah, he, he's had a crazy defensive year. Brooke Lopez's case yeah, to I was me is just very about strong to say too. That. I was yeah, say Brooke, that Brooke's Lopez, been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The, Especially the at what he does, right? Like he is the best at manning the middle in a way. He's, like you feel he's who Rudy that Gobert dude. used to be. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Mm -hmm. But he, he's also more than that. Like he's gotten so much better at moving his feet, and he's not like a total liability against a stretch fire. Like Brooke, it's his career has been so insane. 
Like yeah. he started his career as like this low post center who couldn't, couldn't defend, defend anyone. Couldn't shoot. Yeah. And now he's one of the best defenders in the league who just shoots three yeah. balls all day. He's it's three crazy. And D. He's a three and it's D player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Classic three and D center. And all he right. will also giraffe fight the shit out of you. All right. Take five. D'Lo staying? Angela Russell having a renaissance with the Lakers, and it's leading to a lot of mutual interest. According to a report this week, Russell wants his free agency this summer to result in sticking around with the Lakers on a long-term deal. However, also heard some rumors and some whispers that cap flexibility of the Lakers will target Kyrie Irving in his free agency this summer. Marcus, if you're the Lakers, you'd rather have Kyrie or D'Lo next to LeBron and AD in the future. Man, that is such a tough call. <laughs> Uh, uh, that, that's, you look, that, you that's look so one. dejected to even consider what what you have to answer here. Is it a tough call because the options are so good, or because they're so volatile? Yeah, they're so volatile, right? Like, like I part of me says, "Hey, man, go with the cheaper guy who'll be around, mm-hmm. who's probably more reliable to play games." Which one is D-Lo. that? D'Lo. Oh, <laughs> D'Lo okay. barely wins that part, right? <laughs> <laughs> or do you just go with the best player who might miss 50 games like i i feel like neither is the answer like I, <laughs> go get draymond go convince draymond that like his time's right? done with the warriors hey, Dray, come run point for us right like yeah i don't this wow what a choice jay what a choice it's it's funny because when when i looked at google document where we have the topics I first thought to myself, this is just a wild topic. Like, this is a yeah. crazy, crazy topic. And then I thought to myself, but really, this is like what the Lakers will have to decide. They gotta, yeah, they, they've got like three months from now. They got to figure this out, <laughs> this, right? This is actually where the Lakers are. They have uh, yeah. a choice. I think we're going to find out truly how hey, much here, say LeBron still the, has. The, choice, the crazy part, though, like they don't know the answer right now. No, they, they, don't. they do <laughs> not. <laughs> The choice is absolutely Kyrie if you can get him. It's absolutely he's he's so much better. That's as true. When has that ever gone wrong? And and they, I know they've played well lately. I know they've beaten some teams. I know LeBron's tweeting that he loves his team. Yeah. They are not a championship team, he and they a need lot of more talent. True, they need more talent. He's no Jordan Crawford on Twitter, but no, he's not. The, when you really think about it, like. D'Angelo Russell or Kyrie. That's by the way. That's gonna be what they decide this summer. Great, great Jordan Crawford tweet. Play my first CBA game today. Woke up and play The Storm is Over by R. Kelly. It's about to get ugly for a defender. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Sizzle, don't do that. Hey, He's I'm just saying, tweet. all right, all right. D Lo and Jordan Crawford as the backup or Kyrie. Now that's a Oh, you mean Jordan Crawford is a starter over both those dudes? Are you kidding me? Yo, he, years ago he watched so LeBron could run. Years ago, uh, I went to New Orleans for like a week. It was right after they had traded for Demarcus Cousins, right? And I went there for a week because I'm like, all right, I'll do some stories on this. And the maybe this says more about me as a journalist, but the best shit I got was from Jordan Crawford the whole time. Like just talking to Jordan Crawford every day, like it was the best shit I got. And I didn't even care about Demarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis after that. That doesn't matter. He, this is this is the best Jordan Crawford tweet. He he quote tweeted an incredible move by Shea Gilders Alexander. Yeah, with the line he played like Marshawn Brooks with a little Jordan Crawford. 
the kid got endless game. <laughs> that is that is my, my Venn what diagram right there. Marshawn Brooks with a little Jordan Crawford. That's that's a Hall of Famer. Jordan Crawford needs a podcast. He's he's got he's got or, good taste. Or like a Truman show situation. He once won the Eastern Conference Player of the Week in yeah, in Boston. That. Yeah. And it was I like asked in him early December, I believe. I asked him what went into like playing the best basketball of his life. And he was like, I've always played like this. <laughs> like he was he was offended <laughs> that I thought it was the best basketball of his life when he won Eastern Conference Player. As of the week. he should be. I mean, dunked on LeBron. Remember when he dunked on LeBron and they confiscated the video? What a wild time that was. That That's was a, a wild, wild time. time in internet history where yeah, that I would even be a about thing. That. I know, right? Is it wilder than Honey Nut Cheerios? <laughs> That's a great question that we'll maybe answer next week on Point of Contention. That's going to do it for this week's episode. <laughs> Listening, make sure to subscribe to The Bounce. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. Warriors Plus Minus, anything is potable. Down to dunk, no dunks, glue guys, Dixers beat, and of course, the Bun and Cardigan Show. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Mike Smeltz, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.